Control. It is Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah, January 29th, Welcome to Cruise Control, the home better team in news. And your host is always Brian Cruz. Welcome back, everybody. Happy fucking Monday. We had a great weekend. Kick some ass. Now your goals done. Accomplished a lot. And now you're back here kicking some ass with us. Live on Cruise Control. Have a good time talking about some sports, sports entertainment news. Some fucking entertainment news. I'm the hell I'm saying. There's sports in my brain because of the shit going down these days. But welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm so happy to have you here. And also joining me back here, helping me out with the chat, kicking some ass is my guest host tonight, Miss Rachel Blakely. Rachel, welcome back to Cruise Control. How are you doing tonight? Great. How are you? I'm fired up. I don't know it's Monday. I'm doing good. I like, I like the funky jazz music. No, we're trying some new stuff here. You know, get get some stuff fired up as we start good. the show. Good mood. How, how you been? <laughs> How's life? It's good. It's good. Um, it hasn't been too cold lately, so I think we can all be happy about that. Uh, we've got some interesting things to talk about tonight, so I'm happy to. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, yeah, we got to get into it. We always begin. You know how it goes here on Cruise Control. I'm so excited to get in with everybody here. We're getting together. We're getting, we're getting into the world. I don't know how I'm saying. We get into it, though. That's what happens here. So thank you for being here, Rachel. I appreciate you as always. We're going to have a great, great time tonight. We are. Because we're also joined by, of course, we haven't seen her in a while, but very excited to have her back. This artist, director, creator. And you know what? You got to check her out again. You got to go on her Instagram, figure it out. And then find her links right here. Everybody, welcome back to the Cruise Control. Miss Lexi Koval. Lexi, welcome back to Cruise Control. How you doing, Lexi? Hi, up, I'm back. <laughs> How I'm you been? Good. I'm all right. I'm here. I just wanted <laughs> to say, Rachel didn't tell you guys her exciting news. She just got a new exciting job. So, did, did she really? She did. <laughs> what, Rachel? What are you doing? You're holding back on us here. Right. That's I, I have to keep some secrets from the from the greater wide internet. Also, hi everybody in the chat. <laughs> so happy to have you back here, both of you. Uh, you know, there's also, I, and, and also Lexi's starting her own her own show right now too, creating more content. It's really exciting to hear about. Lexi, can you tell the uh, everybody at Cruise out there that like, loves it, but seeing watching the show is here. Tell them about the show. Uh, we're developing something. I don't know how to describe it. It's about media but it's not really like about film or television specifically it's more about like its impact on society i guess and like how it affected people and how the creator might have made it one way but it wasn't really taken the way the creator intended it to go so the discussion around that and how it went the way it really did you know that kind of stuff so should be interesting where it goes you're doing video format Right, with yeah, Jacob. YouTube, yeah, we're gonna put it on YouTube. Jacob's my co-host, so we're gonna go back to working together again, doing that. So, I'm excited to see it. Everybody, gotta check it out. Once you have some stuff out there, we'll put some more links. If you had links, I'll put them in this afterwards. I want people to check it out too. Always, always happy to have your Lexi, friend of the show, yeah. family of the show. It's so good to see you again. Always a pleasure. We're gonna kick some ass. Here we go. Uh, Lexi, there's somebody else here. I don't know if you met him before, but it's been a long time since he's been here. He used to be your resident manager out there in Hollywood, everybody. Then the strikes happen, shit goes down. He'll probably be back there very soon, but he's been back from Hollywood back and forth. And now he's here live on Cruise Control. Everybody, welcome back to the show, Mr. Jake Slonecki. Jake, how you doing, man? How you doing? Welcome back to Cruise Control. It's been only, what, like a year, maybe? No, it's, been, it's gotta be less than a year, right? Uh, a little while. Yeah. Hey, we're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> how you been? What's going on? What's new? been good uh not much really going on on um just working and do, doing side projects in the downtime and uh, gonna come back with a vengeance since i think so yeah yeah we're 
come back with that vengeance shake come back yeah. kick some ass yeah. and freaking like mm, beat some people up no no beat them up you gotta be don't be beat people up jake just be nice to people but conquer that's what it comes down to right okay <laughs> yeah we can do that <laughs> conquer peacefully yes right what's up right. Uh, mama pam what's up good morning and blessings to you too welcome to cruise control appreciate you as always well uh, we have a good time here at cruise control you know it really is we also have here jake uh, on the i don't think he was here last time he's chilling right there we see everybody we also have the pep star here peppy how's it going man what up y'all Pep star in the house. Ah, yeah, Peps, how you been? What's going on? I'm so happy to see you. Have a good weekend? Oh, I had a great weekend. I believe you did, yeah, man. I'm just, I'm just happy to have you back. Oh, someone's a supermodel. Nice haircut. Oh, oh thanks, man. I appreciate you, you know? Yeah, trying to trim it up a little bit. It's a Monday, you know? Good weekend, had a good time. I don't know, right? It's good stuff. My brother, my brother. I know, Pep star. I know, I know, I know. Well, I'm so happy to have you all back here. It's been fantastic to have everybody back. Peppy, you got to say hi to people, too. Come on, don't just, just, just me. Rachel, how you doing, girl? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello, Lexi. <laughs> hey, Jacob. Welcome hey, back. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's Peppy for you. He's very hospita hospi hospitable. Hospitable is the word, yes. So, everybody, if you're first time on Cruise Control, thank you for being here. As always, we're having a great time. Uh, we're going to have a party here a lot of ways, talking about some entertainment news, just kicking some ass, kicking names, and, you know, not, again, I shouldn't say kicking ass. I'm thinking it all night. I don't know what the hell's going on with me now. Uh, peacefully kicking ass and taking names at the same time, discussing lots of things that are going on because it doesn't matter if it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, any day of the week. That's what why? And you're around, you're doing shit. You're fucking kicking ass in your yard or your house or you're, you're mopping, the, mopping the laundry. That doesn't make sense. There's always, always a lot of breaking news. everybody the very first thing i want to talk about right now is the christopher reeves documentary that's coming out now it's been over there at sundance a lot of people have been talking there's a lot of buzz going on about this and it's talking about this you know when he first started christopher reeves is an unknown actor becoming an iconic movie star and of course it goes through his whole process where he's broke and, and you know just going through the whole thing where he's trying to figure out who he is how he can find heroism in his life and covering every path from becoming superman to actually having his tragic fall off that horse and becoming a quadra uh, uh, um <clears throat> I am um, quadriplegic, quadriplegic. That's the word, quadriplegic. Yeah, and uh, now in, until you know his very end, and he was Superman, everyone's eyes, and he always will be the very first Superman. He was fucking awesome, and he actually set the path for a lot of these movies moving forward, these superhero movies. And he went the lines four movies, the Quest for Peace. I still like it. I don't care. Still good. I still give him props. But WB right now is talking about purchasing this. Now it's a bidding war right now. They're offering fifteen million dollars for this. So they they get it. He'll come home to Warner Brothers, which makes sense because they have the rights to Superman anyway. So like, why would they not want to get this at the end and honor Christopher Reeves and then probably bring out some extended versions of? of all the Superman movies. They're talking about the Superman 2, you know, having the actual directors cut out again and re-releasing some stuff. Of course they would do it because they have to benefit off everything and they have to piggyback off things because Warner Bros. got a lot of DC happening. They also have Peacemaker coming back and James Gunn came forward recently to talk about Peacemaker. And he was like, yeah, I've had a lot of sleepless, sleepless, sleepless ball of stress nights. And he's been working on Peacemaker, but also focusing on, of course, Superman Legacy. And now he said he's on episode eight of Peacemaker season two, and he's really excited. He's calling it a banger, and he thinks it's going to be great. I, I, 
I mean, he's calling it pretty good, but I think it's going to be awesome. The first season I really enjoyed. I'm excited about the second season. John Cena, fuck yeah. I'm shocked how good he did. But you know what? John Cena's a talent, and I believe in him now. He's the best peacemaker. This is happening after Superman Legacy, and it is moving forward in process, and progress has been made. Because Warner Brothers is going through a lot of stuff, and James Gunn's getting rapid fire about what's happening here, what's happening there. And now there's rumors that the Batman 2 has been canceled. But James Gunn said, no, 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 that's not happening. Just calm down. If you heard the internet, it's not going down that way. They are still developing the Batman 2. It is moving forward with Matt Reeves directing it, and it's just an outright lie, and that's the internet for you. People like to be like, oh, it's not happening, whatever, but... No, I wasn't really, I mean, it was a good movie, but honestly, it was a little bit long for me, and I hope that the next one, they tighten it up a little bit. The acting's phenomenal. Again, Colin Farrell, amazing, and it just makes me, it just draws me in, because when there's always acting that's great, it doesn't matter what the premise is, the acting always brings me in. Premise helps a lot, just like Severance. The acting on Severance has been fantastic the first season, and season two has been on the back burner for a while, because they started shooting during, you know, it was like, it was like during the spring, and then, of course, what happened? We all know. The strikes went down. And of course, writer's strike, bam, May. They stopped production, shut down, everything was done. And of course, writer's strike led into the actor strike, and that delay, delay, delay. Actors have other stuff, and eventually now they officially started today shooting. And Apple actually released a picture, and they're showing like production stills about what's been going on. And honestly, I'm excited to see what happens. They had a black and white photo came out, Adam Scott running down a hallway, and it just makes me excited because it's great drama, it's a great plot, and it's got great acting. And I hope it does one big cast too, just like Argyle. Argyle is a huge cast, huge cast. And I see this. I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard, you got Henry Cavill, and you got freaking Sam Rockwell, the man of a million faces. But you have this cast and Matthew Vaughn directing it, and Matthew Vaughn wants to do, apparently, more already. It hasn't come out yet. It comes out February 2nd. I would talk about this as a huge topic, but we haven't even seen it. I've always seen his trailers, but it does cover Bryce Dallas Howard's character, and she's an author, and she's writing about spy stuff, and then apparently a lot of the stuff she's writing about also ties into an actual spy agency, and then the plot thickens. And now he wants to do a prequel about Henry Cavill's character, but also a sequel, if not sequels. They want to do like a whole multiverse about this, which again, it hasn't even come out. I don't know if they know if it's going to do well or not. Big cast relying a lot on Matthew Vaughn. Hopefully it does well because it's a cool spy thriller, I guess dramatic, like novel movie. I don't even call that, but it sounds great to me. But I love spy things. I, I do love spy things. Just like I loved Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It was so fun to see the dynamic between, you know, Angelina Jolie and of course, of course, Brad Pitt. But, you know, when they were just, in there, you know, they were together and they were happy and they were kicking ass as like a fucking team and they were just perfect duo, I thought. But now Donald Glover is doing it and of course they went to Brad Pitt to see if he'd come in for the new show. And they're doing a series for Amazon. And Donald actually sat down with Brad Pitt and the, the producer came forward to talk about it and said, well, you know, like they met Francis Celine. She said they met and the thing is though, they hung out, it was a good conversation, but at the end of the day, Brad was like, best of luck with the series. It's just a different time for him. So if you hear anything about Brad Pitt or you think maybe he's going to come back or Angelina Jolie's going to come back, they're not coming back for this. This is a separate thing in the same universe, but Mr. and Mrs. Smith is moving forward without them. And you know, it's always confusing for people when it's like this, but I think that they're going to have something great. And Donald Glover is a fucking talent. So I know it will be great overall. And talent goes a long way. It was a long way. I've been watching... Honestly, I don't watch football that much, everybody, but I've been watching the Detroit Lions because I'm from Michigan because I used to be like a, a silent sleeper fan back when I was a child. And I was so excited for the Super Bowl, but unfortunately, last night, they freaking fucked up, if you ask me. They dropped the ball. And now we have the 49ers 
versus Kansas Chiefs. So this is going down. If anybody wants to know, you know, it's going down next, not two weeks away. So if you're a big football fan, this is probably the first time on Cruise Control about football. But it's going down Super Bowl 58, February 11th, happening. And uh, I'll tie it into entertainment a little bit because Tay Swift, Tay Tay herself, was there. Of course, she's dating one of the Chiefs, and they were pushing her on camera, being like, going to be at the Grammys, Taylor Swift, yeah, we got Taylor Swift here, it's great. And she actually, it went viral, she's like, go away, go away, please, <laughs> the camera. And everyone's like, oh, leave her alone. But she's not trying to be featured on this at all, you know, she's just trying not to be, because on top of that, she's not even doing the Grammys. Well, she'll be there, but she's not performing at the Grammys. Everyone thought she was, apparently, but she doesn't even have time to do that because she's going to be on her tour again overseas in Tokyo. So she'll have no time. She's going to go there for a brief second. She had no time to prepare, nothing else. Then she's going to take off right when the event's done. But Tay Tay conquering the world with her boy. And honestly, I hope they get worked out what's been going on with all the, you know, the adult films and adult pictures coming forward with her because it really is a lot. And, you know, SAG After right now is kind of going after this because SAG After is not happy about what's going on with the AI stuff. Now, we talked about this on Friday that they AI'd her face onto someone else's body, and all these explicit pictures came out on X, Twitter. There's movies, there's a lot of shit out there with her. And they're using voice stuff on that. They're also just, it looks like her. And so they're trying to shut this shit down. Again, there's no legislation for this. So it's a problematic thing. That's why we went into these contract negotiations and it didn't go well. And we were fighting, fighting, fighting to stop the AI train. And I hope now it's better, but I'm still very skeptical because you don't, that contract pass is still happening. And they're still saying, I'd say, like they're saying, okay, we don't, we don't appreciate this. And they went into this whole thing. So they're still supporting congressmen that is going after them and trying to make this Joe Morales, trying to make this stop, make it illegal. But SAG has nothing they can do about it. Nothing they can do about it. Just like the George Carlin thing. You can't do anything about the AI. It's out there. And I think that Tay Tay deserves an apology because, I mean, honestly, to wake up one day and you see yourself naked on TV and it's not you, I mean, or Twitter, whatever it is, that's got to be very unfortunate. It's got to fucking suck. But she deserves an apology and she might not get one. But Justin Timberlake did get an apology from Britney Spears because JT himself was probably sitting there enjoying like he saw him. I'm going on tour soon. I'm excited about it. It's going to be fantastic. And then he hears that, well, Britney Spears came forward and said she apologized. I want to apologize for some of the things I said and wrote about in my book, she said in a statement. If I offended any of the people I genuinely care about, I am deeply sorry. And she came forward to say, I also want to say... I am in love with Justin Timberlake's new song, Selfish. And uh, she's really happy to see him and that he's moving forward. Of course, she had The Woman and Me come out, her memoir, and she talked about a lot of it. Part two is coming out, I think, this year, too. So I don't know how she's actually apologizing now. Maybe there's more coming out on that book. And so she's like, I got to apologize now. But I don't know. But, you know, maybe all these people that seem to like take a break, take a break, and then take themselves to Bloomhouse's new attraction over at the Stanley Hotel. That's right. If you're a fan of The Shining, this is a crazy thing to me. They're taking the actual... The actual location they were, you know, based on The Shining for the Stanley Hotel and then Bloomhouse is turning it into a horror exhibit. This is something that they're really pushing for based on all their IPness they've created over all their times, putting it in there and making an attraction. They said there's actually some content there, too, that might be a little creepy for people that haven't seen in person. Maybe I take a few steps away, but they're taking 10,000 square feet of the Stanley Hotel into this whole new exhibit for Bloomhouse and pushing all their stuff. And it could be kind of cool. It could be a fun horror attraction coming forward. I'm kind of excited, but I'd check it out. It could be, it'd be fun because, you know, a big horror attraction these days is Vince McMahon. And I got I to update on this because Vince McMahon, everybody, this motherfucker, this motherfucker right here. Ah, you know, I used to watch wrestling as a kid. 
love Vince McMahon. He had the grapefruits and he, he pushed entertainment. He changed the business. He made it something that went from, you know, popcorn and fucking caramel corn and, you know, people like laughing and body slams and leg drops into a entertainment thing that conquered the world to suck it and into like degeneration X and stone cold kicking ass. And you find out on, you know, his character on screen was pretty much just him in person because these allegations came forward that he was, you know, pushing people and be like, you have to have sex with this person and that person will keep your job. I'm going to shit on you and you can lick it up or I'll fire you like crazy shit. I'm, I'm just being out there about this. It's nuts. The allegations. So now he's officially stepped down. Talk about this on Friday, but or after during the show, he actually stepped down. We missed it. He did step down and he said he resigned from all, all operations at WWE and at TKO, which is merged with WWE with UFC, that whole conglomerate. And it was 36 hours after the allegations came forward in the lawsuit. And even Ronda Rousey, who's been working there too, is like, ah, you know, he's probably still in charge though because Bruce Pritchard's still there, who is like, Vince McMahon's always in his ears, so he'll probably still be saying shit, and Vince will probably still be a little bit in control, but I hope Triple H shuts that shit down, because we don't need that drama anymore. Women need to feel, like, respected in the workforce, and honestly, it's, like, worse than Harvey Weinstein. I was talking to a friend today, Kay Jacob, about this, and, it, and it's true. It's worse than fucking Harvey Weinstein. It, it, fucking drama there, but you know what? Put this man in jail. Put him in jail. The drama goes all the way, just because Nicki Minaj has also had a lot of drama with Megan the Stallion. No, it's just, it's just amped up, everybody. It's just fucking amped up. If you haven't seen this, Minaj went on Instagram and said some stuff because Megan Thee Stallion has a new song out. It's called Hiss. And she, in her track, she actually started dissing Nicki Minaj's husband, apparently. Now, this is a little bit, if you ask me, it's, 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 it's reaching, if you ask me. But her lyrics are, these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's law. And they're trying to say that this refers to the U.S. law requiring law enforcement to share information about registered sex offenders. And Nicki Minaj's husband is a registered sex offender for attempted rape. So they're saying that was a fire. Like all these people, all these people are saying this is what it's about. And so now Minaj felt the same way. So she fired back and said, well, conjure up her dead mother and apologize because the lyric was disgusting. And Megan Thee Stallion's mother, Holly Thomas, died in March of 2019 from a cancerous brain tumor. So... Fuck, that's all I can say. It seems like a lot. I think all these people just need to fucking take their bags, just head out to eat the UK and land out on the Traders and be there for season three because the Traders is blowing up, everybody. It's been going nuts. Alan Cummings' show is amazing. Uh, I mean, it's a, amazing for numbers, I should say. 384 million, million, million minutes viewed for this last season so far. Now, the way they do it now with the Neeson ratings is like with these streaming things, they lump up four episodes, but still, that's a lot of minutes, a lot of viewing, and it's doing very well. And Alan Cummings, I think, is going to be doing this show for a long time. It grew 75% from last season. It's fucking nuts. A lot of breaking news, everybody. A lot of breaking news. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot, everybody. And I, I see this and I'm just like, the Vince McMahon thing drives me nuts. Everything else on top of this, like, I laugh at the drama, but I also like, what has to happen to these people is that take care of people and you gotta stop, you gotta stop abusing, abusing relationships and you have to be a good human being. And unfortunately, a lot of these people that are get big and powerful moments, they're not that, not that good. And it sucks to see Harvey Weinstein, Vince McMahon, everybody around the corner, Please be good to people and treat them well. But now it's not time for me anymore because you know this is that time, everybody, where I put that minute on the clock and all my guests get a fucking minute to give us what I'd say is there.
All right, all right, all right. Now it's time for those hot takes. So this is that time. It's your first time on Cruise Control. This is that time where I go around the circle to all my guests and my host here. Help me out, Rachel. We're going to talk about all these topics. All, all. I think it's thirteen tonight. Thirteen or fourteen? Sorry about there that. Fourteen topics. topics. We have fourteen. 14. <laughs> to talk about each topic thanks 14 <laughs> topics i've done 15 before remember ryan called me up one time like 15 brian yeah so you have 14 topics uh i mean that's probably less than five seconds per topic and one minute you have to break it all down before that bomb blows up and if it does your time is up the buzzer goes off and you're done if you get it the pop and circumstance and fireworks everything happens and you get to celebrate that you made it happen and you the people out there get to vote who won hot takes so now it's time to go around the circle to see who is going first on the hot takes and i'm going to go to rachel down here to give us some um, help me out host tonight rachel who's going to go first who's going to do it i don't want to i don't want to put it to I mean, you can go first i want to put it towards shake but if you want to i mean it's his first time back i mean yeah, but... i think trial by fire is the best way to do it let's get it going jake <laughs> jake how do you feel about that you want to do the hot takes you ready for your hot takes man jake, i think jake needs a minute okay okay oh, hey, jake. microphone we can hear you, I can't hear you. Uh oh yeah oh there he is better yeah, you want to go first? Better. I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. Hot takes, man. <laughs> you want somebody else going first? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. All right. I will. Okay. I will be the shining example, and I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. Oh shit! Rachel's gonna go first. Okay, Rachel. <laughs> that, that's that really is a shining example. Okay, Rachel, are you seriously ready for your hot takes? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Clocks up. Hot <laughs> takes in three, two, one. Hot takes. Uh, Christopher Reeve's documentary. I think it's going to be great. Um, I hope they don't focus entirely on Superman. Uh, I think he has a lot of other things to talk about in his life. So let's do it. Peacemaker season two. Super excited. It's going to be great. Batman two. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Severance having another season. I didn't see the first one, but it has a good cast. So maybe I'll check it out. Uh, Argyle already having two more shows announced. Uh, if it gets approved, good for them. Uh, Brad Pitt, not surprised. Um, that movie kind of ruined his life in a few ways. Um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend's going to the Super Bowl. So good for him. Cool for her. She has a show the day before, but people said she could make it if she flies a certain way. Um, not before the Grammy. She didn't have an album this year. That makes sense. Um, Blumhouse, cool. Sag Aftra, not supporting AI porn. Of course. Why would they support that? Um, Brittany apologizing to JT. I don't think he deserves it. Man, piece of shit. Nicki Minaj is also a piece of shit. The traders looks good. Bam! Everybody, Rachel got it. Give her, give her the folks. Give her everything. Here we go. Rachel, how does it feel? Rachel, how does it feel? Does it feel good? Um, I, I felt a little rushed at the end there. Didn't get to talk about some stuff enough, but yeah. Yeah, it goes by fast yeah. that minute. Ooh, do we go to Jake next then? Is Jake is Jake prepared now? You ready? Are yeah, you ready now? All right, go on. Okay, Jake. <laughs> I believe in you, man. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It's been a while. Happy to mm -hmm. see your face again here, live on the Cruise Nation. Uh, I think you got this. I believe in you. I'm gonna put the clock Ram up right now. You. You, got you got this. Here Work. comes. Here it comes. All right, you ready for your hot takes? I'm ready. I'm ready for my takes. All right, here we go. Hot takes in three. Two, one, hot takes. 
All right, very cool. Um, I think the Christopher Reeves thing is, is cool. I think that that game's good. Should, if he could, could trade for Reeves for Matt, Matt Reeves drifting uh, uh, man too, because I think it would be, be better if he were still alive. Um, Severance, cool stuff. They got four Emmy nominations, so that's cool. So it should, it should be good no matter what they do. Uh, traded in hunting monsters for holding cats. Um, we'll see what our our guys all once that comes out. Out, um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Smith is probably going to become a bottom pit without, without Brad Pitt involved. Uh, Taylor Swift, care. Uh, Bloomhouse Family Hotel, tell. I'd like to. I think that would be really, really, really cool to see. Um, AI, um, listed images, all that stuff needs to disappear. Mickey should probably disappear. Um, um, Naj drama. I think Carly Simon wrote, wrote a song of that. It's called it's called uh, you probably probably the song is about you, don't you? Um, yeah, Kavane, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and the traders. I haven't. We gotta check it out. But you know what, everybody? I think Jake still got it. So Jake, 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 go on, man. You got it. How's it feel? Well, uh, good, good. I think it, I think it felt great. <laughs> I think I, I think I think something's happened with your microphone too. It's like doubling up a little bit. It's like repeating a little bit, right? Oh. Is that just me? Anybody else hear that? No, double talks. Double talks. Yeah. It, it's kind of enduring, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of enduring. I don't know. It's inter- that's interesting, but I don't know. It's weird. Maybe there's a weird setting, but fuck, you got it, man. First time. First time. Look at that. You know, you, you know, you see Mike Casey around here, be like, I got it first time, Mike. Uh, love you, to. Mike. I don't know. Maybe there's a weird echo. Maybe the echo thing's on. There's an echo thing on the um, on the settings on EVMUX. Well, how does that we'll see? Go? Oh, uh, talk a little bit that's more. Better, yeah. That's better. All good. Uh, give us like a, give us like a, give me a little Brian rank. Go off a little bit. Nope, it's still doing it. It's still doing it. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll come back to you, man. You got this. You'll figure it out. We're going to go Lexi next year now because Lexi's okay. just been biting her nails waiting for her hot takes today. I right, can't Lexi? wait. I'm going to win this one today. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you know, you can win today. You never know. It's, you know, I'm, I'm believing you. I really do believe in you. So, Lexi, are you ready for your hot takes? I am. All yeah. right. Hot takes in three, two, one. Hot takes. Chris Reeves documentary. I think it's a good thing. I like Chris Reeves documentary idea. Uh, I'd watch that. Peacemaker season two. Excited. I hate the theme song. Just get rid of that. Batman season uh, movie two, uh, excited uh, for a while at that. I didn't really watch the first one though. I fell asleep while I was watching it. Severance never watched it, don't care. Argyle, uh, weird that they're doing what they're doing with a movie that hasn't even come out yet. Brad Pitt, I'm surprised they're even talking to him about the Mr. Mr. Smith stuff considering the whole thing around that. Um, the Super Bowl shit, like, why are you asking Taylor Swift to come to that when she's got a big concert in fucking Tokyo? Um, the Grammys, once again, like, why does she need to perform there? Uh, Bloomhouse having an exhibit out at the Stanley. Rachel, you will be taking me to that. Uh, <laughs> the SAG after condemning the Taylor Swift stuff. Well, at least you're doing something. Oh no, I fucked up. I had this tonight. Uh, I was doing so good. Alexi, it was it was it was very good. I hate to do a CLXI. I know.
thought I was moving faster than that. You you were moving like super fast. Honestly, I thought I thought you were gonna have it. <laughs> you got this. It's a process. I mean, it really is. So. I, I still think you can still link some. I'm putting it out the chat right now. Who won the hot take starting that poll? You let us know what you think right now over there on the poll in the chat. So great job, everybody. Great hot takes. I mean, honestly, I keep I keep trying it's to get Peppy me. to do it. Oh, you you did great. Hey, hey, you did great. Don't don't say that to yourself. I, I try yeah, to get Peppy to do it. Yeah, you got in there. And you know what? It takes a little bit of time. It does. It does. It does. But Peppy, come on, man. You gonna do hot takes tonight? You gotta do it this time. No. I'm not going to be a part of the hot takes. I just listen. And you guys do a great job. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. That, that feels that's so sincere. Great on the hot takes. Huh, thank you. Thank you. Look, he's so freaking sincere. I, I feel like that Peppy is just like the man. He's, he's like being the best person ever. Best ever. I really enjoy watching you all make food. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, there he goes. He turns that shit around. But... Great hot takes. It's up to you who won hot takes. Now put it out there in the chat. Let us know. Get in that poll. We got a lot to talk about, though, because, again, it's Monday and the week starts out fierce and a lot of stuff's happening. And as what happens, we get into it. We have a lot to talk about. So now it's time to get into it. Come on. All right. The very first thing I want to talk about here in our discussion topic of the show is the Book of Eli. Because if you've seen this movie, this came out in like 2010 with Samuel, uh, with uh, Denzel Washington, my man, my mind, Denzel Washington. So the Book of Eli came out in 2010 with Denzel Washington. And this actually did pretty well. $80 million budget, made $157.1 million. So made good money, well, decent money, not amazing money. And it sat for a long time. But now they want to make a prequel series to the Book of Eli. Now, the whole thing in that movie, you're waiting, waiting, waiting to find out what's happened with Denzel. You find out he's, you know, like what there's like something secret about him. I, the thing is, like, you're gonna find out that he's, I think he's blind in that movie, right? You're gonna find out later. It's like, it's like, I feel like that's kind of given away, but it might be fun to actually go back in time because the idea for this is approximately 30 years before the film and you're going to see the world before all the explosion, a nuclear event that destroyed the whole world because it's a post-apocalyptic show and you're going to see the early beginnings and... We have a new actor attached to it, John Boyega, who from the Star Wars franchise is coming in. He's also going to be executive producing this as well. Lead role, executive producing, playing Eli, and also Gary Whitta, who wrote the movie, is coming on to actually be the creator, the writer, and executive producer along with John to make this movie move forward in this franchise in a lot of ways because now it'll be a whole new series. Now, there is no home for this yet. They are pitching it, and the idea is to sell it. They're going to have some premium buyers, they're saying, and they will find a home, I think. And maybe they can encourage, not season one, I'll say, maybe season, if they get to season two or three, maybe Denzel can come back for some you know, stuff in the future. Probably won't. It'd be fun, though. I think it'd be great. But it's an interesting concept to me. I like the movie. I think Gary Oldman kicked ass in that fucking movie. He was great. Gary, friend of the show. And I think that this is an interesting premise. Of course, we've been doing a lot of these post-apocalyptic stuff. We have, you know, people are trying to be like, you know, Walking Dead's doing a million spinoffs, so maybe we don't need this. But I think it could be a fun concept for John. He's been trying to find new homes since Star Wars. And I think, you know, this might be something big. But I don't know. What's everybody think about this? Is this a good idea? Should we dive him back into this IPness from 2010? Or should we let that lie on the floor in a corner and do something else? Rachel, what do you think about this? Are you excited about this coming back? Do you think this would be great? Put up the poll. The poll's not up, Jared? 
Uh, I guess not. Um, uh, it says it's up. I think that this is a silly idea for a show. <laughs> I don't really think it's very necessary. Um, I don't. I don't want to see it become a Walking Dead where you have eight billion spinoffs and like nobody cared about the walking dead pseudo prequel series why are they going to care about this and people cared a lot about the walking dead when that came out so i think with post-apocalyptic stories it's better to just kind of leave it vague just let it let it be what it is what happened before isn't kind of relevant to what's happening in the film let it be do you think denzel will do a pop-in at some point if it does well yeah now i think i think he wants nothing to do with this little tv show and honestly i think uh john boyega's talents could be better used elsewhere yeah i mean it's, it's interesting that he's an executive producer though rachel like i was kind of surprised that yeah. he would actually come on to do this and helm it this way along with the guy who actually wrote it of course would have but it's 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 an interesting story because that's like super that... into the movie he's like you know what i want to do i want to do that yeah so he could just be super he into it at the end and and just do the stuff he wants to do. Yeah. No, that's why they're making the sequel queen. Well, yeah, it's a prequel. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. So we're doing a prequel series. And, I, you know, I can see this, Rachel, being on Amazon. I don't know why. I feel like Amazon will pick this shit up tomorrow. It does, it does feel like an Amazon prize. Yeah, show. right? It feels like it, it fit really well in that rocket penis world. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel like penis, it's... I want you to pay two ninety nine to not watch couples for the service you are yeah we had the commercial stuff going on now it's it's it's, it's fascinating uh lexi how do you feel do you feel like rachel that we shouldn't be touching into this again let this be or are you super excited to see john boyega come in and be denzel's character and kick some ass in this post-apocalyptic world that's coming forward from probably amazon what do you think about this uh i love the film um i did think it was a very standalone film um i think like you know the payoff you know as you gave it away. I, I don't Sorry, worry. Spoilers. It's like, well, like a 15 year old film at this point. Like, it really <laughs> like don't, don't worry. I don't think you're hurting anybody's feelings, but genuinely like the payoff of the film is you watch this will. badass, And then you find out he's blind and his book is braille. It's like, that's the whole premise of the movie. So mm-hmm. I don't really know how you build a TV show around what they've got, but you can, I know you can, and um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how you built a TV show around Last of Us, and they did. So you can, if you think you can, and you do it well. Everything's possible. I mean, we have the money, we have the right team working behind it, we have the potential. <clears throat> Anything's possible to turn in. I mean, Twisted Metal was pretty decent too. I was surprised that, was really good. that turned out. So I mean, and I was like, that's probably gonna not be good, but. What do you do with this? I, I love Boyega. I think Boyega. Yeah, do you like him talent. in this part? Um, I don't know about this part. I just think he's a great talent. I think he's great whenever I see him in things in general, and um, he's just someone I like to see in stuff. So, um, if he's if he's hyped for this and he's excited for it, and this is something that he wants, then I'm here to see what he wants to do with it like i like you and i like what you do so if you're hyped i guess show me what you bring got it on bring it on yeah that's the only thought for it but like am i looking for this am i gunning for this am i like hyped for this no yeah like, <laughs> i mean I don't, we always say that in the show well not only just like give me something new like 
this was a very standalone piece. I don't know what you were looking for with this that yeah. you saw, like a, a fresh TV show. This was show. A, a one night stand eye penis. When you said it was a one night stand eye penis, the one you, you let people, go. I thought you said <laughs> movie. Well, I didn't think you meant TV show. Like TV show. I'm like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like where are you getting a TV show? This and like she said, like when they do TV shows nowadays, they're just pulling for like more like spinoff shows and like multiple seasons. And I'm like, I don't want that. Maybe like six episodes, <laughs> a spinoff, like a mini, a mini series. Can we get Minis. those anymore? I miss they're the not even saying They're saying direct series or they're saying direct yeah. series. So uh, Quinn says it looks like Denzel. I could see that a little bit. I think if the, if the right, the right person buys it, I would think HBO personally. HBO. I could see. I mean, HBO is I think like. The right, last I think it would be good on HBO, but I think it's going to go to Amazon. I could see oh. Amazon, but I think like with the the way that uh, HBO is investing in the apocalyptic stuff right now, I think that they would be more of an investor in it because they're yeah. having good luck with who it right owns, now. Who owns the film? Uh, ooh, that's a good. I, I think that's a good question. I think it was. Was it was it Warner Brothers before? I think it was. Uh, mm. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question, but I, I feel like they maybe would just. Oh, am there, there? There's nobody that has it right now. I know that. That's the thing, and they they're 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 shopping it around. That's the biggest thing. No one's like has any kind of home for it. So, if whoever had the rights before, they're apparently gone, and now it's out there for anybody to buy up and and bring back that Denzel nostalgia to whatever network streaming service or Peacock they want. Uh, Jake, what do you think about this, man? Have you seen the book of Eli? Are you excited to see where they go with this? Do you think that John Boyega is the man for the job to be a young Denzel Washington? Uh, and do you see this being successful? Because again, we talk about all the time on the show. It's like, it's now a, a movie that did fairly well. It didn't do amazing. It really didn't do amazing. I mean, you think about again, $80 million budget, you know, 157 is not a lot of money, million. Is this worth making another whole series based off of, or is it going to flop, burn, and you know we're going to throw that eye penis away? Oh, we can't hear you. Sorry, we can't hear you, Jake. Jake, Jake, can't hear you. Can't hear you. Oh, we can't. Can't hear you. Oh, something's going on with this microphone. Can't hear you, Jake. Nope, can't hear you. Jake's opinion matters. Maybe he'll come back to us. We can't hear you though. I keep working on it. I can't hear you. No, man. How's that? Nobody there you are. Yeah, there you are. You're kind of a little quiet, but I can hear you. Is there an echo, echo again? Yeah, a little bit. How about, how about? Yeah, there's a little echo. Yeah. Okay. How you feel about it, though? How about is that okay? Okay. It's weird. Like it, like it, like takes a moment, and then it just like you say it, and then it happens again. You know. It's almost like it has a stutter. Yeah, it has a stutter. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see this one? Well, that one's better. Is that one working? That's a lot that better. Great. That's the money man. All right, cool. Money man Jake. All right. Yeah, what do you think? Have you seen Book of Eli? Again, yeah, it's very religious in a lot of ways, but it also is like again, it's it's very it's very, it's an interesting movie. Do you think they can make that transition into this series world? Uh, I don't. I kind of agree with Lexi and Rachel a little bit, where it's like uh, overdone in a lot of areas. Um, the whole apocalyptic world thing is 
it's kind of overplayed. However, um, I think if John Boyega is trying to just practice and explore different character developments, it might be good for him to do, use it for that, just for experience. Um, and, uh, you know, if he nails it, if it fits with, um, if, you, if you can watch the movie and watch the series and he does a great job, then any character from this point forward who calls for a Denzel Washington, he could do. So I think uh, it might not do very good, but I think for that aspect of it, could you see, interesting. Could you could you see that happening, Jake, that he becomes like the next Den, like he's going to try to like lock into like Denzel's pass roles? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Is, is he talented enough to do that? It's yet to be seen, but it's... Uh, he, was, he was great in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And, so. and I think that he has a look to him, and I think he is a talent. And I think that I was kind of shocked, though, too, like Lexi said, too, that he would actually dive into something like this. But I'm still, I would still be the person on the fence here, Jake, and be like, I would watch this shit. I don't know. I would watch this shit. I, I, would, I would be fascinated by it. I, I like this kind of world stuff. And I agree with you, though. It's like, <laughs> we're all like that. We're all like yeah. that. And I, I think that at the end of the day, though, Amazon, I feel like Amazon's going to buy this, and John Boyega is going to kick some ass in this role, and maybe it'll lead to this being a successful franchise. Put enough money at it, square root that some bitch, throw it out the door, and I think it'll do really well. Oh, that's me. That's me. But it's happening, everybody. John Boyega's coming to be the new Eli on the book of Eli, and hopefully it does really well for him, his future, his career, and forever network it ends up landing. We have no idea yet, of course. We'll have to wait and find out. I'm very excited to see where that goes moving forward. But that's the whole thing. We have no idea when it comes to franchises from the past, because franchises come, they go, and you think, oh, that was good. We, we had enough time with that. Maybe we should just let that lie. But you know what? A lot of people can't let shit lie. They cannot let shit lie. Just like Cal Penn cannot let lie Harold and Kumar because he wants to do a Harold and Kumar 4. So to me, we've done three. We've done three. We've been there. Cal Penn's been like, yeah, we've done White Castle. We've gone to Guantanamo Bay. We've gone, you know, saving Christmas. What do we got to do to save Turkey? I don't know. But he's been talking about this. He's trying to make it happen. And he wants Snoop Dogg involved. He's like, I want Snoop Dogg. He was working with yeah. Snoop Dogg on a project. He's like, I think you'll fit in this universe great. We're pitching. We're trying to make this happen. And I kind of see it, though. Like, Snoop Dogg smoke weed every day. I feel like he would understand how to get into this universe, into the Harold and Kumar world. And I think he would be a good match for it. I think, overall, I worked on Snoop Dogg, I probably said before. Uh, there was a show I was working on, and he was... In this, it was like stage 26 at Paramount. And I remember I walked in the hallway and it was just like, there's smoke every fucking where. And it's like, he was in one dressing room and it was just piling out because they're smoking so much weed. And that seems like the perfect setting for Harold Kumar to start off for, if you ask me. They were really into that. Uh, get get back, get back Neil Patrick Harris. Let him be that character again. Bring him back. I mean, do we need it? Probably not. We've done three. We even did a Christmas movie. Like, maybe let it lie, but if you're going to do another one, I guess it works with Snoop Dogg. And I know they're pushing for it. I thought Cal Penn was going to be over on The Daily Show. We got Jon Stewart to come back instead. So maybe he still will have the opportunity. I thought he was branching off beyond this slapstick comedy type stuff, but... Apparently he's not. He wants to go back. Harold and Kumar for Snoop Doggy Dog. Lexi, what do you think? Do you want to see Snoop Dogg back? Do you want to see him doing this no. with Cal Penn? You want to have <laughs> you want to have this this moving forward? Harold and Kumar for. Were you a fan of the show at all? Or the movies at all? Um, I believe I liked the first one when I saw it. I was the right age and right demographic when I did see it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't necessarily know that I would go back and watch it now and be like, oh my god, that movie's so funny. Okay. It held up. Uh, you know, <clears throat> like ride. 40 years old now. Um, different demographic. I think, I, I, you know, it's a little different for me now. You're still hanging out and smoking weed, um, though, probably. I guarantee it. I, I mean, I still hang out and smoke weed, but I, I think, you know, there's <laughs> a different different way I, I mean i never was into the seth rogan like i didn't like pineapple express i didn't you know but i liked um what's the one with um chappelle that came out in the 90s you know i like oh how i saw it was how i was you know what i'm talking about but i yeah, saw it when i was yeah. a kid right like i didn't i didn't even like know the culture i saw it in the theater so like i didn't even smoke at the time i just thought it was funny like it, it's a different kind of thing and like it, i don't know I, these movies I don't like being told uh, there's, there's this thing with comedy with me where I don't like being told what's funny. I like to make yeah. my own assessment of what's funny. So like, you I like find these funny things. at all? No, not necessarily. So I think like where we're going to a fourth one, I don't really know what we're getting out of it. Like what's the benefit to it. And I know Snoop Dogg is we're getting, we had some Snoop Dogg spoke with some weed. You're my boy, Blue. Right. you know, green, your green hat. Let's go. Is you it, know, is it, is it he, like I asked this question the other day, who's the bigger sellout, Ice Cube or Snoop Dogg? <laughs> Genuinely, like, because like I mean, he's a fucking Snoop Dogg's character having fun. of himself at this point. Like he's not even like, can you even take him seriously anymore? Like he's just like this character that just stands around and smokes weed all day. And like, I'm like, I guess, but like. He's not smoking anymore. He's he's got his. Yeah, little but Ice Cube does kids movies now, so I'm gonna say Cube sold out just a little bit harder. Yeah, he's hanging out with Martha Stewart. Like, who's the fucking? What's the difference? She's yeah, a gem show for God's sake. She's a gem. Martha is an actual show. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the guy who had a game show is a bigger seller. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I just like I don't really like care at the end of the day, like. I don't like Snoop Dogg either. Like Snoop Dogg doesn't like me. So it's kind of like, I mean, the way he talks about transgender people, I'm not a big fan of. So he talks some like, shit, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. But that he's seems to be, you know, part of the transgender course. people or women in general. I was going to say, he's not very respectful of women. And is just very high. Yeah. So it's just like, I feel yeah, like the I've whole never thing been is so high like, that I say something disparaging <laughs> against someone's personal identity. <laughs> No. Yeah, I guess no, I, I, just, I haven't either. I don't know. There's just this point in my life where I've gotten old enough that he's not funny or entertaining or cool or fun for me anymore. And I, you know, when does he grow up? I guess is my question. It's like, when do you start saying something intelligent or doing something intelligent or have bringing something to your community other than just this? Like, is this what you are? Is this what you want to be because i'm like this seems to be all you are at this point and i'm like you've been doing this for like 40 fucking years i'm like right he's like (sighs) great like d-o-double to g and he's doing all that shit i don't know i can't sing that song i'll try if it's friday i have to drink leave it alone (laughs) d-o-double to g yeah i I know like the thing is about snoop dogg he's just been living like whatever i know about that comments he made before i think that that's kind of fucked up, but overall, 
this world of Harold Kumar kind of made sense to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, Soup Dog, smoking weed. They smoke a lot of weed. Bong and a blintz. Uh, smoking a bong or smoking a pipe. Uh, they said from Austin Powers, gold member. Uh, Jay probably knows better than I do. We, we, we talk about that shit all the time. Uh, bong and a blintz, smoking a bong, uh, whatever it was. Jake, do you think that Snoop Dogg would do this? Do you think it makes sense for him to do this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do this. I'll do this because Springer's not here. I'll take the I'll take the hearts. Do you think that Snoop Dogg would um you like that shit? That's pretty nice. Yeah, cool. uh, <laughs> you, think, you think that Snoop Dogg would join Harold and Kumar for? And do you think that it's even necessary to do a fourth one? He did a trilogy. He did one that was like we're going to White Castle. Second one, we're gonna go to jail with George Bush. That was weird. They were in jail with George Bush in Guantanamo Bay. That was fucking weird as shit ever. And then they went, did Christmas. And they saved Christmas in a lot of ways. Like Ernest saved Christmas, but with weed. Do you think that we have an opportunity to do a fourth movie? Or do you think they should let this franchise lie? Because they're much older and let it be in the past. And if they do do it, is Snoop Dogg the man to make it work one more time? What do you think? Uh, I probably won't watch it. Um, <laughs> like Lexi said, you know, she watched it when it was happening. Um, yeah. We we're in the demographic, but um, I mean, it makes sense. What else is Snoop going to do? I mean, he's, he's just kind of like out there. I will say that the movie about him being the football coach looks like it could be funny, but I didn't see that one. Uh, yeah. It's some, I don't remember. That what. does look funny. I know what it you're looks talking funny. about. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as the Harold and Kumar, <laughs> as far as Harold and Kumar goes, <laughs> I take it or leave it. It really doesn't matter to me, you know. Yeah, they, they did. They, I think they over. I mean, I, it was it was a good one movie, Jake. You know, you do one movie, you call it a day, and then you move yeah. on from it. And I think they overstretched. The second one was really like, oh god. And the third one, I was like, oh, I actually kind of like the Christmas one. It was fun. Let's we think about the bottomless scene in Harold and Kumar. Uh, Lexi, what do you think about that bottomless scene in Harold and Kumar? Did you see that? I don't even remember it. <laughs> Sorry, I cut I you off, Jake. I saw Edward Hyde bringing this up. I don't know. You're fine. I saw that movie when of when it came out. When did it come out? Uh, I think the first one, the very first something? one, 2002 maybe. 2011 was when the first one came out. Yeah. That's a long time ago. You know, we're talking about over. Is it really? Yeah, 2011. Years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I was like. I'm sorry, so, 13 years ago. 13 billion years ago. So it's like 30 when it came out. <laughs> I'm pretty. I don't need to be good at math. Around there, <laughs> we, something like that. Yeah. We, we don't have Mike 29. Casey. He's a resident mathematician. He's not here tonight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 Jake, there's nothing that would like allure you to actually like watch this movie at all. Uh, maybe if my daughter, when she grows up, wants to watch it, wants I'll to watch see it, it with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah. Kids make parents watch a lot of stuff, and you say, "Why are we watching this together?" That seems like the most right. odd choice right. ever. Yeah, and if and if she's watching something that makes her laugh, I'm happy. So right there, that's cool. Yeah. Well, Ra Rachel Blakely, what do you think about this? Do you want to see Harold and Kumar four? Are you fucking super excited? You bought your ticket yesterday. You're ready to dive to the movie theater, buy that popcorn, that master drink, and sit down with your Slurpee? Or do you think this is bullshit? And why the fuck are we making this happen again for a fourth I time? I didn't watch Harold and Kumar three. Um, <laughs> I just think at this point in 2024, we are beyond stoner movies just as a society. Um, a lot of the weed culture, like mythos, has become a lot of de really demystified um, since weed has become legal in a lot of states. So you can't really make those like trippy scenes you used to make before and have people buy into it because everyone's like, oh, 
I, I smoke weed and I watch a movie and it's, you know, just another Tuesday, you know, I'm not going on <laughs> these crazy adventures. So I, I think a lot of the weed culture movies have just kind of become irrelevant um, in a modern era. And I don't think that the youth these days, uh, give the youth a shit. these days, <laughs> I get that. What do you, what do you think about so Snoop Dogg coming in though? Does he change that dynamic? Let's let's call Willie Nelson too. We'll get the whole retiree Cheech and Chong. We'll get all the geriatric stoners in here. Yeah, <laughs> make it <exactly>. happen. <laughs> How many it's old a... burnouts do you want to bring in? Right. All, all of them. Every single yeah. one. Weed retirement home. Let's make it the biggest weed retirement. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like maybe they'll get Jack Kumar. Black and the Tenacious D. Bring them into oh. it too. Yeah, you're making yeah. me excited about this, Lexi. You're making me excited about this. I would watch yeah. this. See, I love the D. Oh, that's so hard thing to say. Tenacious D. I love, I love Tenacious D. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're <laughs> fucking great. Smoking with Cheech and Drong, it'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, but he'll be he'll be freaking hanging out and be like peaches, 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 yep. peaches. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, you know what? I'm all about that. I would I would be, be awesome. there tomorrow. I, I'd be fucking super stoked. Into it, right. I mean, Peaches is like, is again, one of my favorite songs ever from a movie this last year. I'm just going to say, That's put so it out funny. there. One of my favorite. I know, like, I get, I get talked shit about it all the time, but I will say at the end of the day, fucking great, you know? Yeah, that's all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, right? Right, Macho? Oh, yeah! It's not that, you know, I'm trying to, like, be disparaging towards older people it's that if they're trying to make this movie towards a certain demographic it's not going to appeal to the 20 somethings like stoner movies usually do yeah well you're, you're right rachel it's changed a lot the dynamics changed the way people look at it now that it's legal it's a whole different thing and i think that back in the day it was more like you know it was, uh, it was a little bit risque it was something that was people didn't really right. understand it wasn't like it was out there all the time and i think that that made it more alluring and it was actually kind of funny it's like people are like oh that's what that is like no one talks yeah. about that shit no one no one ever had movies like that with harold kumar then all of a sudden that Let's came out sequel to reality bites because we just, you know, need to appeal to a demographic that just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, point break two. Let's get, let's get 60-year-old Keanu on a surfboard again. Slow you roll. Oh, Empire down, Records man. 3. <laughs> we'll just avoid two. We'll just go right to three. Not today, no. player. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not today. Peppy hates remakes. He does. He really does. He really does. Peppy hates him. He does. But this is happening. If you don't like it, you like it, you love it, you're excited about it. You know, Harold and Kumar for the fourth time coming around, kicking some masks, smoking some weed, and, you know, last one, finding a Christmas tree. I will still I will still say this before we move on, that I did like the third one a lot because it brought in this family dynamic. It made them older, made them understand things, made them had to like bring their friendship back together. And it was all for the Christmas spirit. I love fucking Christmas movies. One of my favorite fucking times. Let's <laughs> see how she feels about Christmas specials. Oh, Lexi, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll change that one day. I will change it one day. Come to my world during Christmas because I love the holidays. You know, I love it so much. I don't love a lot of things that have been happening with drama on set and while people talk about each other. I hate I hate people fucking fighting back and forth about like what someone looks like, who they are, what they're doing, and all that shit. And nowadays we do that all the time in Hollywood. And and you know, Megan mm, oh god, it says. But 
you know, this happened recently, everybody. So Megan Kelly came forward and said something about something, something, something about Starlight, everybody. Aaron Moriarty, uh, Moriarty, well, Moriarty, if I can say that five times fast. Megan Kelly came forward talking about her look, her change, uh, how she's, well, here's what happened. So on her show, she came forward and showed some pictures of her. And there, this is a bigger discussion than just who Starlight is, who Aaron is, and, and the idea of the Hollywood look. This is what I'll say, because Megan Kelly came forward and said this whole thing about, it's not about that she's objecting to plastic surgery, but she's trying to say that Aaron went through plastic surgery and changed her whole look from last year till now. And this has been blown up on the internet today. And I saw this, like, we have to talk about this, because I've, I've seen her, i watched the boys. You've seen the boys, you watch Starlight. Honestly, to me, she's fucking looks great. She looks fucking great. And I think that she has amazing job acting. And I think she has changed from the past few years. But the pictures that she put up does not look like Starlight, does not look like Aaron at all. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think this is a fad that is happening. Plastic surgery has always been a fad in Hollywood. And what, what Megan was trying to say is that she did plastic surgery. And she's saying that the youth of America are using more and more plastic surgery, especially in Hollywood, to change their image and manipulate themselves and make them look something different when they're already beautiful. And it's like it's a um, it's more of a thing that it's like mental illness, she's saying. But to me, when people change their image, especially at that young age, I think it comes down to like who you want to be in the future and you know, who you're, who you feel like you're meant to be when you're older, that happens. And I think it ruins your look sometimes, but you know what? Eat your own, like support yourself, love yourself, whatever makes you happy at the end of the day, that's what it is. But she was trying to call this whole new thing happening in Hollywood that the younger generation keeps changing to fit into a mold that Hollywood wants you to be. And she said this about Aaron, and Aaron came forward and was like, this is not true. She's like, that picture she put out there was from when, before I could actually be of legal drinking age, and she's now in her 30s. And she's like, that was a long time ago. She's about, or she's about to turn 30. She's like, a long time ago. I was like 18 when this happened, and that image is wrong. It's not me. But when you see the image, it's like it feels like it's almost Photoshopped, because I've seen this girl on all the boys season one, two, three. And I'm like, mm, she doesn't look like this. And she even said, like, she came for Aaron and said, this is harassment. This is becoming false news. That's what people say these days. Um, I just think that the idea that she's putting out there is good. We, we, you know, at certain times, like don't push it, be yourself, be beautiful. But if you don't feel like yourself, then make yourself feel like yourself. Honestly, at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable in your own body and don't judge somebody that isn't comfortable. But I don't think that Erin has anything. I think she has just matured. But if she has and, and she's happy, then good for her. You know, don't make fun of someone's per, per, like, per, you know, like how they look, their persona, who they are, their presence, because you're mad about it. Be happy for them. That's what I say. But it's a big thing that's blew up online. I want to talk about today because, again, Hollywood has been a thing. It's a stigmata going around that they do plastic surgery to stay forever young, to change their look, and they look fake. I remember when I first moved to Hollywood, everyone's like, "Don't do too much plastic surgery because you know, you know, you would be fine. Don't don't become a you know a Botox face." But at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy, do it. Be happy with yourself. Whatever makes you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror. I'm happy for you if that says it for you. Like, don't try to stop people from being happy. But anger and hate always happens. And I do think, though, it could be a problem. This is a thing that gets pushed on actors because their agents or their managers say they look a certain way, or Hollywood says they look a certain way. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. And that's what my conversation is tonight. Not about if she did it, if she not do it. I think she looks great. If the picture, I'll show the picture later that Megan Kelly actually showed. If that looks like her, not so sure. But that's not what I've seen on TV. End of the day, do what makes you feel comfortable. 
and yourself. That's what I said. Let's go to my panel though, because honestly, there's a lot of conversation to like put down here and talk about. So I'm gonna go to Rachel first on this because Rachel, hanging out, helping me host tonight, Rachel. What do you think about these comments? Do you think that this is just like going too far? Um, do you think that this is a problem in Hollywood or do you think this is just all blown up and it's just the media just trying to make a problem with Hollywood in general, as opposed to just enjoying the entertainment for what it is? Um, I definitely think it's wrong of Megan Kelly to point out any one person in particular. I think that's a little pointed. Um, I think there is a larger overall problem with people of all ages getting fad surgeries. So yeah. a few years ago, you had Kim Kardashian get the Brazilian butt lifts, and she had her her butt brought all up, or filled in, and 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 had that look going. And then everyone else followed suit and got their ass done. And then a couple of years ago, Kim went, okay, now it's time to be skinny, and she dropped a bunch of weight, got the implants removed. So I think people are just dramatically changing their bodies, really just too too often i don't think no. there's anything wrong with getting a little bit of botox getting a little bit of fillers getting just some maintenance done um but it's it's concerning what's going on right now especially with like the buckle fat removals um these really dramatic permanent changes to these actors looks um like I saw a picture of i know kelly osborne's not an actor but she is a person in, in persona yeah. And she is unrecognizable. She has gotten so much work done. And with the buckle fat removal, she's unrecognizable. And there's been a ton of other celebrities out there. Um, I can't really remember any off the top of my head right now who just this gaunt heroin chic look is back and it, and the super hyper skinny. And it's just. There was like six different celebrities how... that you and I were looking at that we were going on right. with the buckle fat removal, like just in the last right. like two weeks. Because it's been horrific how bad those girls are looking with the buckle fat removals. It, it ages you really bad, in my opinion. But I think it makes they you look, look like, yeah, they look like 15, 20 years older than they are. And young, cute girls um, that were like adorable that like, mm -hmm. I don't even recognize. It's because a round face isn't, isn't the ideal right now. So they're carving in their faces and look really gaunt. And I don't. Well, that's you. I think this is going to have a really bad effect on the younger people and, and public in general, as we see things like Ozempic become trendy, as these buckle fat removals become trendy, um, it's going to trickle down into the general populace. And well, it's yeah, Ozempic hurt a lot of is making girls. people sick. Like the Ozempic is really mm -hmm. bad. They're finding out they're getting like deathly ill from that. So that's not uh, some good. People. I, I, I'm not. I don't have the medical accreditations to speak on that. I, I, so for some people, it is useful, but there is definitely an overuse of it. They've got a great jingle and, though. Oh, 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 Zampic. I'm I'm actually singing the wrong song, but you know. And with, I know my generation in particular, <laughs> growing up in the early 2000s, that same hyper skinny look was in, and a lot of people in my generation developed really bad eating disorders, and really bad image issues because mm -hmm. of. The over photoshopping, which is still a problem to today. Oh yeah, filters mm -hmm. um, And and today with cosmetic surgery becoming more and more acceptable, I, I just I worry about the impacts this will have. I, I think that's, that's I think it's more worry about it. again. Like I said, like even before I moved to Hollywood, people would be like, "Oh, don't do too much." 
and it's only become bigger and bigger and bigger these days. And like I said, I get like, be yourself, but also like, sometimes I think people get lost in it. And I think that comes down to the pressure of Hollywood a lot of times and the pressure to be a certain way on camera, the pressure to be like, you know, we get older, we get older. That's what happens. Maybe you do right. some few things, but you know, you have to still be careful to like lose what you look like and maybe go too far. I mean, Jake was a manager for a long time. Jake, did you ever have a moment where you're like, had an a, 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 a client or a talent that asked you like, should I, should I, should I do this? Should I not do this? Or did you ever see an opportunity where they're like, or you see somebody, they're like, well, maybe they're doing something too much. Do you feel that pressure is there from your agency or from the people to actually become somebody else or not and change your persona? Or do you think that this is just blown out of proportion? Oh, we lost you again. Can't hear you. Sorry, I keep muting myself because. Oh, it's, it's all okay. Get in there. Uh, I think um, I didn't see too much of it with any of my clients. Um, you know, and, but I do think that it's, uh, there's a bit, there's a part of it that's sad to me because I come from a world and I was raised in such a way that if, you know, don't focus on what the world reflects back to you so much, because that doesn't really matter. It's all about how you feel and what's important to you. And unfortunately, taking into consideration others' feelings towards you is uh, I think it's an unhealthy balance with how you treat yourself. Um, and I, I don't know. It, it makes me sad that people think they need to change their appearance to make somebody else happy, to try and make themselves happy. It's, uh, it's kind of a backwards way of thinking. Um, and, you know, it's never going to go away, you know, and if, if somebody wants to do it, it's, you know, it, it's option. It's an option for them, so they're going to regardless. I don't think we should make it, you know, illegal or anything. But um, just, but it hurts them though. I, I think I think it's, it stops them from just being themselves. And I think a lot of times an actor brings certain elements that other actors don't. And now it, it kind of changes that world a lot. And, I, and if people are putting pressure on them to do this, Jake, isn't that fucked up? It is. It is. It really is. And it's it's. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like you were saying, you know, a little pick me up here and there, you know, if it's it's one thing. That's one thing. But to completely change everything about yourself because you're just that unhappy, it's uh it's the world telling you that you should be unhappy instead of reality. It's you know? slippery slope. It is. Yeah. And I I don't think people should listen to the world. It's listen to yourself right yeah, here this is the person right here right. this is a person if this person tells you to do it okay fuck everybody else but but if this is not the person then you got to take a moment take a breath and then figure out how you tell those people that's not me and i will keep pushing for who i am and my talent and my persona will always always persevere and will always shine bigger than what you want that's yeah. what i think and it's a delayed gratification you know you're looking for those sorry go ahead Oh no! Oh no! You go ahead first. I'll jump in after. No, I'm. I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say let's not let's not pretend like Hollywood hasn't always been getting plastic surgery. It's just more tolerable, and it's they're true. getting they're all getting the same surgeries. Is what the problem is now. Because yep. let's not pretend Joan Rivers had her original face when she died. Like oh, no, she did so not. many no, of these celebrities. Sure. 
we're no. getting or share shares had a lot of work done but she looks great she looks, she looks all great, like, let's not look. pretend that the youth you know trends with beauty stuff haven't been a thing either like bad trends with youths and right. beauty products usually and things it's not like that. permanent these I trends mean, yeah. usually aren't permanent like in the 90s Where, we all had thin paper thin eyebrows but eyebrows grow back if you get the cheek a, fat removed that's not going to come back the cheek fat like removal my free like, the buckle fat removal is really bad like these girls look really bad and like the one that that we're talking about the girl from the boys she the looks boys, yeah. she looks so much older like and i know exactly what you're talking about like the footage yeah. that you're showing of her on the show now she looks like she's aged like 10 years she because she's so had the buckle fat she looked gorgeous on that show but the other thing this too, like, back up about... this is a picture she's saying that she looks like now, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't even recognize her. I didn't recognize yeah. the actress. And you know, the other thing too, like the, the, the 10 year old kids with the Sephora products, they're covering their heads like with the fucking uh, anti-aging products for adults. Right. Usually like, hyaluronic acid and all yeah. sorts of stuff. And like, that's becoming a whole thing right now too. And it's like, we're having a, an epidemic right now of like, youth using anti-aging stuff that they don't need like they try to encourage people to use botox at very young ages to say oh well Good question you had. know it's a um it's a, you know preventative for later on and i'm just like dude i'll get that when i'm old you know which by the way i want botox i'm 40 like i want it but like i don't want it when I was 30, I didn't need it when I was 30. But now they I have something now. called baby Botox, where 19-year-olds are starting to get yeah. Botox. Like, what it's absurd. Fuck? Yeah, it's and real. Like, get Botox. Address your question. Um, plastic surgery has just become more affordable. But won't babies get Botox? Make their butt smoother? Like, what the fuck are you doing Botox for? I'm saying, like, what the what's up? There's no wrinkles on a baby. I mean, you have baby wrinkles, I guess, that go away in a second. But, like, why would babies get Botox? Back alley Brazilian butt lifts were a huge thing. They were using the cans yeah. of like the um, was it tire filler? They were filling your ass with mm -hmm. that. That was fuck? a big thing. Yeah, we had the, <laughs> the, the, the injections, all sorts of stuff. I'm just, yeah, like, I'm just saying. It's, it's it was so amazing sad. what they it's were so filling sad. those girls' it's asses the with. Yeah, it's the pressure. Yeah, it's like you, nobody's yeah. just accepted for who they are. They got to change it. Mm -hmm. To Peppy, how do you feel about that? And everyone, nah, that gives me agita. Right. Yeah, Pebby is like that. Everyone has identical teeth, and it's weird. And like, I know, like, I'm not working with the best here. I I could do a little bit better, but like, people, hey, hey, the identical teeth is weird. <laughs> the veneers. But that's are, an American thing too. It. Like, everybody else in the world does have like not straight normal right. teeth. Like, that's just right. an American Natural thing. Teeth. So once again, yeah. like, that's something that we do here. Like that some, no one else some veneers can look does. Like, I'm not shitting on veneers as a whole, but like, yeah. oh, look at British teeth. You know, like a lot of people, they, people make fun of people's teeth in British Britain, but I, I think their teeth are amazing. And uh, the royal family, though, they have the, the best teeth. I, that's just something I'm putting out there. But but you know what? The thing is, like, you shouldn't matter what your teeth look like, what who you are. It's like who you are. It's like just like accept who you are. And then again, there's these pressures on society, and they want you to look a certain way, be a certain thing. And I think that these that that Hollywood, especially, it comes down to where they feel that pressure. And I think there's people pressuring them, like agents or maybe just societal norms are making them want to change their persona to be something they're not. And you know what? It doesn't matter a lot of times. You could change everything to look a certain way and still, still not book that fucking job because now you're so similar to other people that they're gonna book somebody else. You know, I get it. I've gone to auditions out in LA, but in LA again, almost 14, 
almost 15 years. And during that time, they'll tell you like, oh, well, your eyes weren't the right color. Or, you know, like, you know, your hair was just a little bit too long or your eyes are a little bit too separated. Or, you know, it's just it's just the most bullshit reasons why they don't cast you. So that's those kind of personas get into your head or that kind of like ideologies get in your head. And that makes you like start questioning, how do I change myself? And that's where it becomes a slippery slope where you start doing shit like that. And then you lose who you are and what your brand actually is and what could have actually made you book that fucking role. You know, you can't let this small day player shit fuck you up. It happens all the time. They always do that shit. They're like, oh, it's a one little thing. It's one thing. But you know what? Don't do it. The next thing's even better. That's all I can say about that. And these pressures have been bad. And I agree with all of you. It's been happening for a long time. And I think that we have to end that in order to get past that so people can be themselves and then, you know, be who they are and then be successful. I, I don't think. act and I feel those pressures. Like I've had work done. Yeah. And I don't, I, I deliver flowers. Like I don't, you know. You feel like pressure. I still, I still feel, yeah, I just exist yeah. and I still feel that pressure, you know, it's like, and I want more work. Mm-hmm. But, you're, but, you're, but Lexi, you're also just trying to find the best you too. Is that, is that, is that, is that society? Like just making you, I mean, you, there's a part of you too that has to like, like want it, right? You have to like want to find who you are in a ways, right? That's what I hope at least. 50, 50. 50. Right. That's, I mean, yeah. I just wonder if like the more and more you change does it fulfill that feeling that you need to do it or does the desire to have more done just grow and grow and grow until it's like it snowballs i recognize my marketability marketability you know what i mean so and that that, that state like i think it's a different perspective when it comes to gender affirming yes right that's a whole different as well oh i see okay i was talking about just like just cosmetic like, well, yeah. Well, right, even even right. just cosmetically, changing your facial structure and stuff is gender affirming. Yeah. So yeah, gotcha. So. Well, Lexi, I'm happy for you, and I think you've been fucking doing a kick-ass job finding who you are and where you're growing to be. And I I support you, and I know. Fuck those people if they give you fucking bullshit. Because honestly, of the day, you are who you are in here, you know. And everybody else can go suck it. Fuck those people. Honestly, Hollywood causes too much drama, but also, you're right, society does do that to people. And uh, I think that this is something that's blown up today because, again, these Starlight pictures came out. And I don't know. I've never seen her like that before. So I wonder, like, where those pictures came from. They said that her other picture when she was younger was a year ago, and she said it was older. I don't know. But if she looks like that. She just had that done. She just had the buckle fat surgery. That's exactly what she did. She's full of shit. Yeah. With so many people admitting it, I don't understand what the point of saying you didn't have it done anymore is. What's the point? Right. What's the point, really? It, 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 make, it makes no sense to me. And I think that at the end of the day, just own up to it. That's what you want to do? Do it. And also, don't give in to those norms, though. Like, just you know, be yourself. She was very attractive, and she still is very attractive. But I think if that picture is accurate, she doesn't look the same as she did before. And I think that she was already, yeah. and that was a whole that was a whole larger thing that people are losing their beauty by being too insecure by what the society is telling her to do in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very unfortunate because she looks like you know, a stripper now. Yeah, stripper. stripper Which there's over, nothing uh, wrong with stripper. There's no, right. there's no problem. No. Stripper who loves strippers are friends of the show on cruise control. That's all I'm saying. You know, if you're sex in the chat. work is real work. 
Uh, Absolutely. I'm just saying, she looks like, but she doesn't look like Starlight. She looks like a overly tanned, like overly plastic surgery, like stripper. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay. She's definitely gotten a nose job. She's gotten the buckle fat removal. She looks like Nightlight. That's what she looks like to me. I like the nightlife. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there you go. I, but, uh, I do think Megan Kelly was way out of line targeting one. Megan yes. Kelly was incredibly out of line. She's had more surgery than anybody I know. Right. <laughs> oh shit! Shots fired. Shots fired. Absolutely. Right. Look at Megan but, Kelly. She's a big pile of fucking plastic surgery. Don't talk shit. But if she wanted to say, "Hey, this trend of youth getting the buckle fat surgery is not good. Y'all need good. to kind of back off of this." Calm down. Yeah. That would be a statement that would be reasonable. It's, to it's, it's not the same as you sitting there and talking shit about young girls getting plastic surgery. You know they're all going to fucking do it. They're in the industry. You did it too. Yeah. Don't talk shit. Fuck yeah, Queen. We love you. Um, uh, I, I love Queen. Just happy to have you, Queen. But you're right. You're right, Lexi. Like, just don't talk shit. Like, be a human being. And you know, there's a bigger issue here, and I think that it's going to keep happening in Hollywood. And unfortunately, like, there's nothing you can do to stop it. And again, it's just the pressures. It's just the fucking pressure, and people give in to well, it. In, unfortunately, in five years when the buckle fat trend is over, all of these people are going to regret having completely like, changed their. Who pieces. am I? Like, who am I? It sucks, but this is going down. And they're trying to be puppy that... cheeks, and then they have to get cheek implants. Oh okay. God! Don't Rachel, don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, I hope that shit doesn't happen to everybody out there. I hope that there's some people that hold back because this is a trend in Hollywood and it needs to stop. But there's people that maybe might dive into it still. And one person that I hope doesn't do it is Jenna Ortega. But Jenna Ortega has a lot of issues going on now with fucking Wednesday. And you know what? I need to talk about that because that leads me to our feature story of the night. talk about wednesday for a second because we've had conversations about wednesday in the past about comments she's made what's happened with jenna ortega where the show's going of course season two is about to begin filming but recently you know tim burton was talking about how he's been a hard work developing season two the strikes calmed it down it slowed it down waiting for it to start it's going to be starting very soon and jenna ortega's comments have breached out more and more and more being like like literally i can read her quote right here she said i don't think i've ever uh, put my foot down on set in a way that I had to do on Wednesday because it was so easy to fall into that category, especially with this type of show. There were times on that set when even I became almost unprofessional in a sense where I started changing lines. The script supervisor would come over and be like, what's going on with something? And then I would say, you know what, let me sit on the writers. And they would be like, wait, what happened on the scene? And she would be like, "Mm, let me explain. I couldn't do certain things. So she's becoming problematic, and there have been people coming forward being like, how is she going to last? The first season, one of the most successful seasons on Netflix. They're going to season two, and she's saying this stuff right before they were supposed to start. They shut down because of, again, the strikes. They're coming back now, and an insider came forward talking about this. Matthew Bologna, and he was talking about, like, Bellany, and he was talking about, like, what's going to happen moving forward and he's like well he's heard I right now his name was Matthew Bologna. i was like that's great <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my mind with the baloney i wish it was baloney i really wish it was baloney but Matthew bellany was like hey this is uh what i'm hearing 
this shit's going to be done after season two. The spinoffs are happening. And of course, Uncle Fester one's moving forward. They're working on more. They're being you know, pretty quiet about, but there's more spinoffs coming. And they're going to shoot season two. And she already talked about how she changed everything for the dance in season one. It was supposed to be like a like a flash mob and she changed just to her dancing and she fought with the writers about lines and she said, I want to do this. I want to do that. She started fighting about like what's going to happen next. And now she has Beetlejuice coming out. So maybe that will blow up and she won't even need the show, but it really didn't make her career in a lot of ways. And he was coming for what he hears is that season two will be the last one. And they're going to branch off and do more seasons. Well, more spinoffs without her. And that seems like if you have a problematic actor, that's what happens. As a studio, you see something that's very successful. You want to keep thriving. And Wednesday could go for six seasons easily. They could do it. But if she's going to keep fighting the writers, the producers, the creators, you don't want that on set. The days are hard enough as it is. I've been there for 14 hours, day in, day out, for five months, and it is tough when an actor comes in and it's just not a team player. You can you can have your opinions, everybody. You can have your opinions. You can be like, hey, it's fine. Like I I, I think that my character wouldn't say this, or I think my character wouldn't say that, or I think we could add this to it. Um, but I think it's about like that, GR. But at the end of the day, uh, when you literally just change the lines and ignore everybody and say, this is what I'm doing and deal with it. That's not gonna make a good show. And I think that that could lead into her career moving forward. If she keeps doing that shit. It won't be good for her. But I think that I agree with what we're hearing is that Wednesday might be done already. A lot of problems. Maybe not. Maybe she'll get her tune figured out, but she just said this not too long ago on the Dak Shepard show. I love Dak Shepard, by the way, fucking great guy. Uh, and I hope that she's not going to do it. Cause I think I enjoy the show and I hope it does very well and further flourishes on Netflix, but I think doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Jake, you've seen the show before, right? Mm -hmm. If you're okay, before you were your manager, if you if your talent was like doing this on set, could that blow their whole career out of the water? Do you think that this is a bad form thing, or do you think that she was in the right to do this? And would you be upset if Wednesday season three doesn't happen and that the franchise ends after two seasons? Um, it is hard because if you, if you start acting such like with the manager agent dynamic and the, um, the, you know, the, the, what's the word for it? Well, I can't, the relationships, sorry, the relationships yeah, that yeah. all of these companies have with, um, the casting directors and all of the associates. And if your actor or actress starts to act a fool, that's going to be, you're going to have to start tying off some loose ends and like, I'm sorry, this isn't really, and it's going to makes the job harder, doesn't it? It makes, it makes the job a lot harder. And, um, if the talent is warranted and what they're asking for, and then, you know, then that's a negotiating thing for it another season not in the middle of it you know it's not something that you just bring up in the middle of set and you know because then like you said you're there and you're dealing with this one bad actor you know a bad apple if you will um it makes everybody's job harder and um it's uh it's a fine line you gotta dance but you know if she if she's if she cares that much about wednesday's character then i can see where she's coming from you know i think this is what wednesday would it could be warranted right I, it could be, but you still have to, you have to, um, you think it's good to go on a talk show and like talk shit about the show though? 
No. No, I think, <laughs> I think if you were a manager, you'd be like, oh, God, what the hell is happening right now? You're a fucking great girl. Calm down. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. That's just unprofessional, in my opinion. Yeah. So well, that's what yeah. I worry about, too. Like Queen was saying, she, you know, if you're passionate, you're saying that you're saying passionate, which it goes a long way to be passionate about a show and you want to be the best thing ever. And, you know, I've been there, too. I want to be the best thing ever. But there's a there's a there's a way of I call it like the. um it's like a dance a lot of ways. It's like how you talk to people, how you work off them, how you feed off their energy, how you make it come into fruition in a way without being an asshole, you know? And, and as an actor, it's a fine line. I think some people have it. She's very young and she's, I, I believe that she believes in the show and she really wants to be great, but there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a dance. You have to, you have to play in a certain way. And if you don't, a lot of times shows just shut you down. You know, they just, gone um but i just worry about the show and i think that it could cause a problem for a season three now the real contractually happening for a season two is going down and i think netflix might be the other things but i hope that this season changes lexi what do you think do you think that this is running on the wall you know she's problematic you know she's in a contract now it's fine and they're already creating spinoffs do you think that this show's Wednesday might be done for two seasons, or do you think that she can find a way to make it work in a balance and what she's brought to the show will only benefit it moving forward into the future? Well, there, there was a dance, Brian, and she didn't like it and she made them change it. And That's also it, true. So. That's also true. So, so you know, um, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> she, um, didn't want to do Scream 7 because of... Oh, there's my duck. Uh, oh, uh, quacking up. Yeah. Um, yeah she wanted to do Scream 7 just... because of the, the shit that happened with the other girl. Mm. Um, she seems to have strong opinions and strong stances. Um, she doesn't say, you know, yes, very easy. She doesn't bend over. She doesn't take shit. So I think this whole statement of she's difficult, I think she's a woman in Hollywood who is understanding of what she wants. She understands the roles that she's being given. She sees potential, uh, wants to see more from these roles and these characters. Um, I think that she's being given trash. She's being given sequels, um, prequels, you know, no original Spin-offs. characters. Yeah. Um, I think she saw the potential in Wednesday Adams as making it her own. She wanted to make it her own. They didn't have any idea what they wanted to do. She was like, this is not what this character is. They were clearly trying to do something else with it. And then you know it's kind of like they probably saw the potential to make another like what was that shit the the sabrina the teenage witch thing that they made oh, yeah. with some yeah. more of that kind of stuff with it and she was like no that's not what you Netflix do with again. this kind of thing so <clears throat> she you know she helped shape that series a lot and a lot of people have said that the series turned out the way it did the first season because, because of, her. of her stepping yeah. in and so with the second season, she got like, what was it? A producer role. She came in and yep. got like a stronger positioning and they were like, okay, well, we need to listen to this girl. So instead of sitting there and saying that she was a, you know, doing an, an issue and, you know, a difficulty, it, it, maybe, you know, instead, you know, she 
clearly wasn't she got a power role she got herself in a position of you know the second season if she's like in the second season and she's like you guys are not fucking listening and you guys are not whatever she's like i'm gonna take myself and i'm gonna go somewhere i don't think they're the right ones i think she's a hot commodity i think that she she has the capacity to walk away and put herself where she wants to and that she has the voice to speak how she wants because younger people are listening to her. Um, she has the voice of Gen Z. If Hollywood wants to see like money coming from their, their films, they want to see growth with their, they want to see seats in the theaters, like fill Lots in the seats. She's going to fill them because they're the demographic that want to see her. And, the way that she talks, the way that she shoots, shoots spouts off, they like that. She's appealing to that demographic. She's appealing to that generation. So despite how she might come across in interviews or maybe she's upsetting to, you know, you know, her manager. Or Producers, something like that, managers, yeah. Um, she's appealing to the demographic that she needs to be appealing to, which is the 20-something demographic that's going to make the money for the studios right now. If the studios are smart, They'll look at her and say, she's great. She's on fire. Just keep letting her do what she's doing. Let her have power. Let her have what she wants. Because if they let her have power and let her have what she wants, they'll make money. And they'll have greater successes with her if they just let her keep letting her have her voice and letting her keep doing what she's doing. They're fucking up by not letting her have power because she has the potential currently to be one of the most powerful actresses in Hollywood. At her current age, where she's at, with what she's being given, with what she's able to do, um, she's only going to go up. She's not going to collapse. And the mouth that she has on her is good. She's not like, what was that one from The Hunger Games? Jennifer Lawrence? She's not like that one. Jennifer Lawrence, once she started opening her mouth and shooting her mouth off, she only like hurt herself further and further. This one's doing it the right way. So this one's only going to grow. Ortega's only going to have success from here. So if she leaves Wednesday, it's their fault. And all of their spinoff series and everything that comes from it is only going to collapse. They won't do well. Because she left. They need her involvement. They need her as a producer Mm -hmm. on all of these other shows for them to have any success because they need her involvement to be able to appeal to Gen Z, who are the people who are pulling the show in. Yeah. Rachel, do you agree with that? You think that's uh, the the route they need? They need Jen Ortega, and she is helping the show. Or do you think that maybe she, you know, you know, is being a little bit too far for the production to keep moving forward? I was also going to bring up the fact that she's Gen Z, and and she's really kind of one of the more predominant Gen Z actors that we're dealing with right now, um, and it's her attitudes and behaviors are very indicative of the strong-willed nature of Gen Z, which is good. It is a good thing that will serve them. So I think that Hollywood needs to buckle up and start to adjust to the younger generation that's coming in. You aren't dealing with the older generations who are going to lay down and listen when they have creative ideas. Um, Another point that I wanted to bring up was that they talk about the dance scene. And, and how she changed it to a solo rather than a group thing. She actively yeah. had COVID when she filmed that scene. And I think that's something that people forget about a lot is that she was very, very ill when she filmed that scene and probably didn't want to get other people sick. 
That's a good point. So changing you know it that. to a solo rather than a group number kind of helps space things out. Try they not to it infect in the middle people. of 2020. Vaccines yeah, yeah. weren't out yet. Like she was deathly ill. So there's other factors than oh, she's just being difficult to consider here. That's that's I, uh, I not know that Rachel. That's interesting. I mean, honestly, the fact that she's maybe looking out for other people too at the same point. And we, at the end of the day, we can't. I can't speak to exactly what her motivations were, but it it doesn't seem unlikely. It's a factor that needs to at least be considered. We're not there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame her being unhappy working on that set from everything I've heard. It was a miserable set to work on. They were overworked. They were sick while they were working. They weren't filming in America. So they didn't have to follow any of the COVID protocols we had here. So it was it was it was a weird time in Hollywood and a lot of places were yeah. not doing the same things other places were. And, you know, people are trying to figure out, like, what am I doing? How, how I feel safe. There's a lot of shit that was happening. There's a lot of factors. And that, they, that that's the nature of that show, though. They had to shoot overseas. That's what it was. And the next season shooting overseas as well. And there, you know, so that's that's just how it goes to get that look, to get that feel, to get that motivation right. for the scenery. And I think overall your actors respectfully and say hey yes. you're sick let's maybe film something else while you get better yeah and i, I just feel like yeah let's I not have you understand. film a really stressful dance scene while you have a fever and you're kind of dying a little bit I, that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say i think that they probably shouldn't have shot that day they probably yeah. should have taken her out and had her sit down and you know take a take a week off you know and stop but yeah. they don't do it all the time they just keep firing through they can even though like we were going um, through a pandemic they were shooting it in eastern europe edward Yep, Eastern Europe. Yeah, they're going to Ireland, I think, for the next season. I think it's Ireland mm-hmm. or Scotland, think, or something like that. I think Ortega, Zendaya, and uh, Tom Holland; those three are like power players with the Gen Z. Oh, absolutely, they're the Gen Z power he... players, and you've got Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, oh, I'm so Chalamet. sick of Timothy Chalamet. I like well, him. I'm just like, hey, put him in everything. I agree you know? with like, you. Can there, we, put him in everything. Can we not do everything. But he is a power player when it comes to the Jets. He's, he's great. He's Mark a really is. strong he's actor. He's, right. he's really good. fucking killing it out there right now. I don't know what he's going to be in next, but he's but really Gen good. But Gen Z likes the other three that I mentioned. Like, they want to see yeah. him and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's if you want the movies, if you want seats filled, those are the ones they want. Chalamet, they seem to be thinking the they'll market the for them, but they don't seem to be, like, interested in them. We seem mm-hmm. to be watching them. Millennials seem to like Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> That kind of stuff. I mean, Sickly Victorian uh, child, Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Yeah. Just something about him. Take you back to a uh, time where you life was see those films they put him in because they keep putting him in like Dune and Willy Wonka, which are all like really just unappealing to Gen Z. Yeah, like it's not right, Peps. Oh no, hell no. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that at the end of the day, though. You know, we're at the sea with this. Now, he might be an insider saying that this is what's going to happen, but you're right. There's a new season coming. They're going to start shooting, I think, within the next month. They've been writing, developing, creating. And when they get back to set, we'll see what happens. I think strong opinions are good, but I also think that it is a dynamic on set. You have to respect certain things. And I hope she didn't burn her bridges because I do think the first season was really good. I know Jake liked the first season too, right, Jake? And so, like, hopefully whatever she brought to it made it what it is. Actors always do, especially the lead. And I hope at the end of the day, we continue forward, and this is not right. And a show like this 
can branch out and actually make an Adam's Family universe that works. Not that I'm, you know, pushing for universes for Adam's Family, but I'm thinking that if you have her, and like Edward Hyde said, why do the whole Adam's Family? You could if this does well. And you could branch into season three being... That's what because I'm it's a spy series. That would yeah. be awesome. You freaking walk around with, and you know, do his bitches shit. Oh, but I, I just think that we could we could do more with this franchise with this IP. This IP could grow and thrive and just fucking destroy things. Uh, it would if be it a chance. healthy, thick, healthy, pulsing thick, IPness. Just very happy. Very happy. Ready to explode because of the enthusiasm it has. And I think that's what we need. And I think that uh, if, 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 and, if and when. enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if and when they get there, I think that would be good for the Adams family. But until then, we have no idea. Hopefully, whatever happened in the past won't be what happens in the future. And that this franchise can continue forward because it's happening. Season two. We're not sure about season three. We'll see. Anyways, everybody, snowball into something, right? I'm gonna snowball into an ending. Snowball, thank you for being on cruise control, everybody. Have a great night, a happy Monday. We had a great time hanging out. We went a little long for money, but it's fine. We're having a good time. We're chatting about fucking good things, having a good time, having having a fucking great time on a Monday. It's Monday. The week's starting. Enjoy your week. Kick some ass, conquer, destroy, and have your best life because time goes by so fast. And then um, you gotta enjoy it. Well, you won't last. Everybody, thank you for being on Cruise Control. Appreciate it as always. Mr. Jake Sonecki, welcome back to Cruise Control. Hope you had a great time being back here, kicking ass, talking about the fucking entertainment news, and just bringing your opinions to the show, and just being you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah. Of course. Anytime, man. Come back again. Okay. Appreciate you. Miss Lexi Koval, thank you too for being back on Cruise Control. Miss you, love you. Hope you had a great time tonight. And we're going to talk some Always more soon. So, uh, we got a picture. What's your show called again? I'm not telling you. We don't okay. Well, we're going to find out very soon, but we'll bring it up next time we come. In. I'm going to ask again next time you come. The mystery will be ended hopefully by then. Hopefully not. Maybe it'll be too soon. I don't know. But thank you for being on Cruise Control. Appreciate it as always. Lexi, friend of the show, family of the show. Thank you again for being back here on a Monday. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And help me out today with the chat, with uh, kicking ass and being my co-host tonight my host hostess of the mostess my guest host thank you rachel thank you for being here as always uh, i appreciate you uh helping the chat being here bring the takes i hope you had a great time tonight happy monday the queen of mondays miss rachel blakely happy to be here i'll be here next monday <laughs> Be there next Monday. Uh, we'll be back, of course. We're back on a regular schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, GR, as always. GR, the king of Friday is right there. GR is bringing the fucking screwdrivers in every Friday. Thank you for being here, GR. Uh, it's over too, so soon. Sorry, Edward and I. We're, we're out of here, I know. It's been a long night. It's, uh, we, we went two hours and 20 minutes on Friday. A show that's on schedule, it's hard for you to believe, right? We're, we're, I mean, we're kind of over. I mean, we usually, you know, the hour got blown on the water a long time ago. But, um, you know, the, the on Fridays, our, our, our last Friday was the longest show ever, two hours and 20 minutes. It's crazy. Uh, what it comes down to is good conversations, good friends, Marvel good topics. Life. Marvel life. Yeah, of course. That's what we do. And you know what it comes down <laughs> to is it's, uh, it, it's you know, it's, it's us coming together for you, the fans, and having a good time talking about what we love the most, the entertainment industry. 
Anyways, everybody, until next time, you know, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. We're like 1,189 subscribers. We're almost breaching that 200 range. We're going to get there soon. We're going to keep growing. We're going to get to that 2 million before you know it because you know what? Time goes by so fast, so lonely, and we'll get there before you know it. So thank you all for being here. You got to tell your friends, your family, your uncles, your aunts, your grandmas, your grandpas, your grandmas, your grandpas, and all the grandparents in all the world that came together and had babies one day, and they became you, and then you subscribed, and you told them to subscribe, and then you told every chinchilla and every baby out there you found the street, you like, hey, Baby, subscribe, control. Then subscribe, then you subscribe, then you a whole fucking thing. And you found fucking Reese and fucking all the people that you found from high school, like a 20th anniversary, or back of the anniversary. Like, hey guys, what are you doing? Subscribe, cruise control. You saw all the fucking people you hooked up in high school, and people you hooked up in there yesterday are the first one night stands, and all the people in the world, and all the fucking chinchillas, and the babies, and the beavers, and all the fucking woodland creatures, the deer, and the rabbits, and the bears, and all the fucking squirrels that spray you and make you fucking hate yourself. And you damn, damn it, no bad. You can still subscribe. And when they subscribe, they become good friends of all of our family friends. Say I'll subscribe. Eventually we'll get there. We to a fucking million. That'd be fucking great. Fuck your mailman. Subscribe. Doesn't subscribe. Find a subscribe. Bring some mail. Doesn't subscribe. I don't know what the fuck that is. Anyways, everybody, have a great night. Appreciate you as always. Hope you had a great Monday night. It's Monday. I know it's hard. It's the beginning of the week. You start here and you go from here to the weekend. It's the longest path ever. But just take one moment, hug the person you love, and say, we'll get there. Anyways, everybody, have a great night. We'll see you on hump day. And until then, again, take care of yourself. See ya!